take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Sports science, strength and conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Today's episode of the Decoding Excellence Show is brought to you by Vaud Performance, the makers of the Nordboard, the Dashboard, and the Groin Bar. Whether it's return to play, rehabilitation, or performance testing and training, Vaud Performance has the tools you need. So who's actually using Vaud Performance technology? I don't know, something like 14 NFL, 19 NCAA, 15 English Premier League, 7 English Championship, 5 NBA teams, and 6 MLB teams. They have the tools you need to get the best out of your athletes. Check them out at vaudperformance.com. Hey everyone, this is Adam, and thanks for tuning in to the Decoding Excellence show. Today is something a little bit different. It's an experiment where I'm going to go away from the traditional interview style of the Decoding Excellence show. We'll deviate away from interviewing some of the great guests that we've had on the show. And today will be a short episode, a mini episode, where I explore some of the tactics and strategies that I've applied over the last couple months just from some of the interviews that I've had on the Decoding Excellence show and some of the wisdom and lessons that these great guests have shared. So I invite you to listen in and uh, let's go from here. I think it will be a great episode and a great sort of distraction away from the typical interview process that we've had. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence show. I am your host, Adam Ringler. And today I am excited to release this mini episode. It is a shorter episode rather than our hour long format. Uh, But also different from it is that instead of having a guest on the show to share what their specialty is, whether it's brain health or big wave surfing or sleep or nutrition, Today, we're going to uh, break down some of the guests and some of the things, some of the wisdoms that they have shared with us, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I've applied some of those strategies to my own life over the last four months and some of the things I'm looking at, books I'm reading, things I'm trying to do to optimize my own life, my own coaching abilities, and this will be a long-form version or monologue of some of the strategies that I've applied. So I'm, I'm really excited to get going, to get into this episode. And there are a number of things that, that I really want to talk about today. And first and foremost will be some of the books that I'm reading and some of the things I've learned and I'm applying and offer some recommendations to those books. We're going to talk about sleep and recovery and some of the things, simple things that you can do to improve your quality of sleep, not only the quality and the quantity of it, so that you can be a more rejuvenated and more rested coach so that when you do hit the floor, that you bring your best abilities out with your student athletes and that you're not a a sleepwalking zombie when you're out there coaching athletes and and coaching and working with the, the people that you do. So we'll offer some strategies. We'll talk about a phenomenal book regarding the subject of sleep 
and uh, some resources and tools that maybe you can use to uh, try to improve your sleep quality. And then maybe lastly, I'm going to get into talking a little bit about some applications that I've been using, some simple downloads, uh, whether it is guided meditation applications, whether it's budgeting. Uh, I did write a article on my website, adamringler.com, talking about some of the simple um, and maybe in, inconspicuous applications that strength coaches should download to their device and, and utilize. Um, so again, you can find that at adamringler.com. But without further ado, let's jump into what is otherwise the first conversation topic of this mini episode today, and that will be our book recommendations. So I think it's obvious that the first book I really want to talk about today is one that I've pre-ordered and have been looking forward to for a very long time, and that is Dr. Fergus Conley's Game Changer. And let me tell you, as a practitioner and as an applied sports scientist and a strength conditioning coach, this thing really is, as the title is of the book, it is a game changer. I've devoured this book. It's filled with highlights and notes, and there's just some really great content to this book that uh, that Fergus goes on to explain and, and, and model out in this book. And, and some of the things I've really enjoyed about it, um, without getting too deep into the discussion of this book, is just the, the topic of talking about uh, co-actives, um, whether that's a phys- physical or physiological, the psychological, the technical, or the tactical aspects of, uh, of a game model. And I really like the fact that uh, Dr. Conley discusses in detail, in great detail, both in theoretical models and in pulling from different professors and different sports scientists, some other game models, in discussions about how these co-actives are involved in elite performance and how one athlete versus another may have equal outputs, whether whether that might be uh, you know, a physical component or their actual arm field or arm competitive environment outputs, but may actually go about those outputs in a different manner, right? Where one athlete might be a little bit more physiological dominant, another athlete might be a little bit more psychological dominant, Another athlete might just have more technical or tactical skill sets that allow them to achieve the outputs that we're looking for. And I really liked that aspect. That's been something that I've stressed to coaches over the last, I don't know, decade in discussion about the over-reliance of training the physiological systems at an expense of maybe dedicating or allocating more time to the technical tactical aspects of the game. And this, this, this book was a, a phenomenal read, and I, I recommend it to not only strength and conditioning coaches or sports scientists, but if you work in, with, with anything involved in coaching industry, I think this is a well-needed read. And another example of maybe why it's a phenomenal read is just how Dr. Conley breaks down the game and segments it into different principles or different sort of transitional periods whether it's the offensive, the defensive, the offensive transition into defense, or the defensive transition into offense. And how he breaks these downs with sort of major and micro, macro and micro principles into discussing 
what are the goals of each of these four sort of pursuits? And that's just a, literally the tip of the iceberg of this book. If you are interested in sports science, uh, like I am, or strength and conditioning, this is a read that, that you definitely need to pick up. It's filled with references. It's filled with photos and diagrams and models. I think it will, it will be something, if you do have an appetite for this type of material, that you should definitely pick up because it is, as the title says, a complete game changer and a, and a book and a resource that I've looked forward to over the last several months as I, as soon as he announced the pre-ordering immediately up on Amazon for me. The second book that I'm getting a lot of satisfaction out of, and I think it's applicable to the world of coaching and working with student athletes or high performers of any capacity, is Kim Scott's Radical Candor. It is a book regarding how to be a better manager, how to give better feedback, how to give better evaluative advice to people that you work with. And if you're in the coaching industry, right, that's a large part of what we do. We evaluate, we give feedback. We are essentially giving job performance reviews every single time and session that we're working with the student athlete. So if we can be more effective, if we can give that radical feedback or candor uh, to a student athlete and we can embrace that, I think we are better coaches for it. So anything that can improve your feedback capabilities and, and how and how you give feedback and what you structure it with, as we all know, right, feedback and coaching is the art of making sure that you tell an athlete what they need to hear and not always what they want to hear, what they need to hear. So this has been a book that I've recommended to my staff that I've really thought uh, is a phenomenal read and, and one that, again, I've, I've taken many, many highlights and notes and, and have exported those notes and now am in the process of condensing those down into a one-pager so that I can constantly refresh that material as I uh, review some of these notes. Another area that I've been exploring more, or rather getting back into, is just a regular meditative practice. And this is something that I've done long before uh, even my transitional period, even back in, in Kansas. I uh, developed a meditative practice. I utilized an application called Headspace. You can find that at headspace.com. They share applications on Android and iOS uh, but the website is also phenomenal. And uh, another application that you could use for guided meditation or visualization is Calm, calm.com. Uh, very similar applications. Both have their pros and cons. However, I tend to prefer uh, headspace.com over Calm. But that's just a simple matter of preference. But the reason I really like Headspace and why I like this daily practice is it it really gets me back into uh, a moment of reflection where, you know, and through the guided meditation and through the instructions that Andy provides on Headspace, there's a number of different sort of emphasis that uh, you could utilize, whether it's stress or anxiety or work-life balance or even a sports performance package, uh, which talks about visualization and performance-related anxiety or, or whatnot. But there is a number of different packages based on whatever you might want to be going through, right? So there's some that's just 
purely performance driven, like I want to improve my creativity or my um, drive or my focus or whatever it might be. And so Andy goes ahead and sort of tailors a different guided meditation exercise, uh, if you will, based on what your goal is. And I like this because there's 10, there's 20, there's 30 minute sessions and it you can really sort of tailor it based on your duration based on what you're trying to improve and optimize in your life um i've utilized this app uh more in the history i've utilized this app uh i've utilized this application and these softwares much more rigorously back in wichita but having gone through this transitional period where you know i've relocated my family and and started this position out here that uh i needed this back in my life and it's a practice that i'm continuing to try to carve 10 to 20 minutes out of my day whether it's very very early prior to actually even going to work or or in the evenings if i can where i have a moment where i can reflect and sit and and go through this exercise um, it's been it's been a rock in my program and something that I've continued to encourage student athletes to do to download these applications because they're free and they're you know you can get the first headspace uh, take 10 which is 10 free sessions uh, you don't even have to subscribe or do anything you just username and password and you have access to 10 guided meditation 10 minute exercises and and usually that's enough for the hook to sink for athletes to start to see or people rather, uh, start to see some of the benefits from establishing a regular meditative practice. It doesn't really take that long before you start to feel some of the benefits from it. Um, and then as you graduate from the Take 10 series, there's 15-minute segments, and then there is uh, a few 20-minute segments as well. So highly suggest checking that out. That's been a huge thing as you start to listen to other high performers, whether it's coaches, whether it's athletes, CEOs, most of these high performers have some sort of priming or some sort of meditative practice or guided meditation practice in their life. And it is something that despite going through K through 12 and through higher education, that nobody is really discussing this. And I think it's just a huge life lesson or life skill that we should be cultivating and uh, developing even earlier uh, prior to that. I know that's a, a practice that even my in my own life with my own children, they have a, a tremendous headspace that is. They have a tremendous kids section where it's literally one minute, three minute, five minute, up to eight minutes of different sort of very kid-centric guided meditation um, I utilize a uh, one of their packages, sleep, which just essentially is a uh, an exercise for my children as they go through. They lay on their backs, typically later in the evenings when they're starting to get a little bit drowsy, and they go through essentially a body scan where they're saying goodnight to their toes and to their feet, to their to their legs, and all the way from toes to the the tips of their head. Um, and they say goodnight to these segments. And it's a way for them to, and, and certainly my daughter hasn't articulated this, but it's a way for them to essentially scan their body and, uh, and release some of the tension in those areas. And that is essentially the, the, the premise of some of the guided meditation is to embrace your body, embrace your mindsets, not to try to discourage thoughts, but to see the thoughts for what they are, to accept them, and then to let them go and really try to find your breath and find your 
your, uh, your calm or your center, if you will. But I'm not an expert. I don't play one on the internet. Uh, but I have really, really gotten back into doing this daily meditative practice and it's helped me, uh, incredibly during uh, what is otherwise a very sort of challenging time as you go through any sort of transition in your life. And the transition from one run location further west to a new position, to a new job, to um, the work demands of it, it's been something that I think is well needed. And I think as, as we find in the sort of healthcare world that we live in, uh, the more wellness programs are starting to incorporate. So I highly encourage it to help you unlock your creativity, to help lock, uh, unlock your calm, and to hopefully restore a little bit of balance to your life so that you can perform at an even higher level than what you're performing at already. And along the same vein as the last segment, discussing guided meditation and some of the applications that I use like headspace.com and calm.com is a fantastic book called Why Buddhism is True. Now, before you start thinking I'm crazy, this book is a fantastic guide to guided meditation. So it has a little to do about the religion of Buddhism, although I'm not uh, an advocate to discuss or to expand on any sort of religion or what to believe in or what not to believe in. That is ultimately up to you. But why I like this book is because there's some basic tenets, there's some basic practices that regardless of whatever your beliefs are, that will help you become a better version of you. And I don't know in this world uh, who wouldn't benefit from having a little bit more composure, a little bit more patience, and being more essentially themselves, right? Where they can embrace the great qualities and let go of the things that that might be keeping them down or, or restricting them. So this book has been a fun read. It's been something that I've been uh, turning the pages as quickly as I possibly can, getting to the next page, because the way that Robert Wright uh, expands on this topic without getting too deep in the religious aspects of uh, Buddhism is fantastic. So it has helped me uh, make better use of my practice that is the guided med meditation that I do on a consistent basis, pairing what he has discovered throughout his sort of uh, experience going to different retreats and and embracing his meditative practices and some of the thoughts and the wisdoms that he has gathered through his journey really has helped me magnify not only my own practice, but it's also helped me get more out of the practice that I have. The last topic I want to talk about today on this mini episode is a discussion about sleep. I don't know any coach within our industry that probably gets the adequate amount of sleep that they need. I'm sure there are some, but it seems like if you listen to other podcasts and other guests, not only on the Decoding Excellence show, but on other podcast shows as well, that we have an industry that prides itself on doing more with less, right? Doing more work, working harder, grinding harder than anybody else, and doing so without sleep. But I couldn't think that uh, my belief is that that is hurting our industry and is actually restricting us or holding us back from doing some of our best work. So 
one of the things that I've really done, and it's helped that with the addition of my children that I get to bed a lot earlier than I usually did back when I was a little bit younger and sans children, is trying to find my R90 sleep cycles. So I had a guest on the episode, which I will link in the show notes to this, Nick Little Hills. And Nick has worked with a number of professional sport teams in trying to help them optimize their ability to get not only more quantity of sleep, but a better quality of sleep as well. And one of the changes I've made is rather than looking at just the total amount of sleep that I'm getting, I'm really starting to dial in and trying to make sure that I get enough 90-minute sleep cycles throughout my day. So the number that I'm shooting is at a bare minimum of five 90-minute cycles. Now, why 90 minutes? Well, Nick expands on his R90 method in his book called Sleep, The Myth of Eight Hours, The Power of Naps, and The New Plan to Recharge Your Body and Mind. This has been one of the most practical guides that I have read lately that discusses how to optimize your sleep. And he gives some really simple tools and tricks and tactics that you can immediately adopt in your own life or educate your student athletes on. So at a bare minimum, for me, I try to get seven and a half hours of sleeps, which is five 90-minute sleep cycles. Uh, If I have a little bit more time on the front end of my morning, then I try to bring that up to six 90-minute sleep cycles, which brings me up to a nine-hour sleep duration. In addition to some of the, the tactics that Nick shares in his book and just looking at sort of your rhythms and the, the, the number of 90-minute sleep cycles you're getting, one of the things I've really done that's made a significant influence is really bringing the temperature down in my bedroom. So many evenings, what I'll try to do is try to open one of our doors, that uh, like a sliding glass door to our room, and bring the temperature down into the low 60s, um, which sounds incredibly cold, but this has been something that Nick expands on in his book and something that a number of different podcast hosts have talked about, whether it's Tim Ferriss or Dr. Kirk Parsley. Uh, discuss in trying to improve your sleep quality is making sure that the temperature of your bedroom is set to as low as you could possibly tolerate it. So 60 seems 60 to 65 seems to be the sort of the magic spot for me. And then another thing that I've learned through uh, Dr. Kelly Starrett, whether it's in the Supple Leopard or any of his talks about trying to optimize his health and uh, the health of some of his clients that he services as well. So what he recommends and a number of other sleep experts recommend is trying to reduce any of the ambient light in your room. So when you think of your sleep environment or your sleep hygiene, we should really try to make it like a dark cave, like the same cave that a bear or a caveman would live in. So the darker, the cooler, the better. And I really take that to uh, to light. I really take that to heart as a huge recommendation in improving your sleep hygiene. So uh, if you haven't already, investing in a blackout curtain can be a great strategy, not only for yourself, but for your student athletes that might be living in a dorm or apartment buildings with a shared uh, driveway or parking lot where there's a lot of headlights that might be shining in. The blackout curtain can prevent a lot of that light shining through windows and just disrupting the sleep quality of a student athlete. 
So in addition to that, powering down your devices towards the evening. So I try to limit my device activity later in the evenings. Uh, Certainly I have uh, night shift enabled on our uh, Apple devices, but if you're an Android user, you can download Twilight to try to help cut some of the blue light, although a lot of experts still say that's not enough. So if you find yourself doing a lot of computer work late in the evenings, number one, if you can't avoid it, I would then recommend looking at uh, Gunner Optics as a strategy to, which is essentially glasses or optics that help uh, prevent or cut some of the blue light exposure emitted from some of these LED screens as well. But those are just a few of the strategies, whether it's Nick Littlehill's book, whether it's really trying to create a cool environment or cutting out some of the ambient uh, light, those strategies in itself can really help you get the best quality of sleep, the the quality and the quantity that you need as a coach. Because if we are to preach it, then we certainly should also walk the walk. So we need great quality of sleep and, and to be well rested. And as uh, Dr. John Sullivan said on our show as well, there's we need to make sure that our brain health is also optimized and in a right place because on a daily basis, we're reading faces and reading the perceptions of our student athletes. And maybe if we're inhibited because of a lack of sleep, then maybe we're picking up on wrong body signs and body language and our perceptions might be off as well. So we owe it to the athletes that we serve to make sure that we also take care of our own health and take care of our own sleep. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this week's mini episode of the Decoding Excellence show. And like I said in the intro, this is just a exploration. It is a distraction away from our typical normal schedule where we interview some of the greatest high performance coaches in our industry, whether it's strength and conditioning coaches, sleep experts, nutritionalists, whatever discipline that you work within that optimizes or helps a student athlete, that's the person that we want to bring onto the show and continue to have these thought-provoking conversations about what got these people into our industry and some of the lessons that they can teach other practitioners in our industry as well. So I want to thank you guys for your continued support. I'm so excited to be able to reboot this show back up. And I ask you guys, keep on the lookout for some new episodes. We're going to have some great guests coming on to the Decoding Excellence show here soon. I can't wait for it. And I'm really excited about the guests and the interviews and some of the journeys that these great guests will continue to share with our listening audience. And like always, this is our exploration and the tools, the tactics, the tricks that high performers utilize on a daily basis to bring out the very best with the student athletes that they work with. Like always, thank you so much for your support.